Amen. We thank God for last week. I understand uh, um, um, Lawrence ministered powerfully. Hallelujah. Where is he? He's in the boardroom. Okay. Come on. Let's appreciate Lawrence Karanja. Hallelujah. Standing in the gap for me. Amen. And uh, we thank God for Evelyn also that ministered in the afternoon service. Come on. Let's appreciate them. Hallelujah. And appreciate your pastors. Come on. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed to be in the house of the Lord? I just want us to get into the word of God and I know you shall be tremendously blessed. Say, I receive the word. I believe the word. I work on the word. The word works on me. Say it again. I receive the word. I believe the word. I work on the word. The word works on me. Hallelujah. Now, go in the, in the past few weeks, I've been speaking on a, a very important subject on the understanding your salvation, um, righteousness, grace, and uh, I'm continuing. I'm trying to finish by next week in the afternoon service. I'll be dealing with the subject of delay. Somebody say delay. Shout it, say delay. Hallelujah. Now, let's get on to... I want to, how many of us know the evolution of mobile phones? Before you got your smartphone, there was that phone that you used to. You remember it? Yeah. Now, you look on the screen and then let me show you something. Uh, can you see what's on the screen? Yeah. So, now that shows the evolution of mobile phones. Before we used to have this one. And then it came to that one. And then, depending on your age, you might not have seen some of these. Amen. And then we came to that one. And then this one. And that. How many of you saw these ones? Okay. I mean, everybody saw. And that one. How many of you ever used this one? You ever used that one? Amen. And then now we have the smartphone. Amen. Now, assume now, if you are still using this one, what will people tell, tell me you as? You are what? You are old school. I mean, we have moved from this type of phone into that, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just going to, using this to explain what I'm going to teach you. So, assume we are using, we are now in the smartphone world and you are still using that in your house. You are not old school. You are beyond old school. Are you getting my point? Yeah. And that is how the world has evolved. Somebody say evolved. The world has gone through a lot of evolution and changes over time. And you and I need to come to a place of connecting and understanding that. That from the days of Adam, things have changed. That's your name and say things have changed. The way things were in the days of Adam is different from the way things are in this modern day. Are you following me? So I want your mind and your heart to be here as you can connect and you shall be blessed. Now let's take me back to um, the scripture. Say after me, I receive the word. I believe the word. I work on the word. The word works on me. Say it again, I receive the word. I believe the word. I work on the word, the word works on me. 
Amen. Now let's go through to um, the slides and um, project the slides for me. And uh, I would be using those slides to be teaching. Now let's go to the next one, not that one, the main slides, yes. Go to the next one. Now from the days of Adam, the world has gone through various dispensations. Somebody say dispensations. Now say dispensations. When Adam was created, they lived in a dispensation called dispensation of innocence. Somebody shout innocence. They didn't know anything called sin. All right. They lived their lives and there was, they were innocent about everything. And then now when Adam fell, they entered into a new dispensation called the dispensation of conscience. Somebody say conscience. Now they became conscious of themselves. I told you when you are coming to church as much as possible, bring a notebook and a pen so that you can make notes. Amen? Yeah, or have a tablet or something where you'll be making notes. Now, from the dispensation of innocence, they went to the dispensation of conscience. When Adam and Eve sinned and they became conscious of themselves. Now, from the dispensation of conscience, they went to the dispensation of human government. From the time human government was established from the time of Noah, during the time of the flood. I mean, when, when, when governments were established, kings came into being, there were kings, there were kingdoms, and things like that. From the dispensation of conscience, we moved to the dispensation of human government. And then now we came to the dispensation of promise. That is from the time Abraham was called. Now, from the dispensation of the promise, there was nothing like the law. Somebody say the law. There was nothing like God who say, do this and I will do this for you. Or if you don't do this, I will punish you. There was absolutely nothing like that in this, during this dispensation of human government and the dispensation, the, sorry, during the dispensation of the promise. During the dispensation of the promise, all it was is God will say, I will bless you. All you've got to do was to believe and you'll be blessed. All right? And that was it. There was nothing like, that is why Abraham could do all the things he did and God still calls him my friend. Why? Because it, he lived in a different dispensation called the dispensation of promise. These were to believe the promise of God and they will be blessed. Are you following me? Yeah. So, I mean, Abraham lied twice and did so many wrong things, but God still calls him my friend because that time they lived in a different world there was no law there was no um like um anything even called a lie or what it was whether you did it or didn't do it there was no punishment that was that dispensation and then after the dispensation of the law um then we came sorry the promise then we came to dispensation of the law somebody say the law now, in the dispensation of the law, that was when the laws were given. From the time Moses, um, from the time of the Exodus, the children of Israel um, um, went into captivity and they were coming out of Egypt. When they were coming out of Egypt, that was when God gave them the law. Now, the law was not just the Ten Commandments. There were 613 laws. Somebody say 613. Now, those 613 laws were the laws they were supposed to live by. 
they were the main ten commandments and the other laws and bylaws they were supposed to live by and according to those times and age if you fail to obey the law you were punished you sometimes you were um, God would open the earth and swallow you there were serious severe punishment that came with disobedience to the law so what God used to do was that if you mess with the law when you are coming into the house of God like I told you the other day you come with a lamp say a lamp so in case you have wronged God based on this any of the 613 laws that were given in the law what was happening was that you come to the house of God with a lamp and the priest will kill the lamp and sprinkle the blood on the altar and pray over you to signify you have been cleansed of your sins are you following me? And God realized that it was too much. So God said he will bring his son, his only begotten son, Jesus, to come and die to become an ultimate sacrifice. So that when you are coming to the house of God, you don't have to carry a lamb. But now you come believing in the name of Christ and your sins will be what? Forgiven. Somebody say forgiven. So now we move from the dispensation of the law to the dispensation of grace. Now, under the dispensation of the law, let me tell you, do you know that in the olden days, one of the laws was that you were not, there are some animals you are not supposed to even eat. Do you know that? How many of you love pork? Hallelujah. Raise your hand. Liars will not go to heaven. Now, in the dispensation of the law, eating pork was a sin. In the dispensation of grace, even if you want to eat vulture, you are on your own. You can eat anything. Somebody say anything. Now, are you following me? So, I want you to understand the different dispensations. Somebody say dispensations. Under dispensation of the law, you were not so... Marosi, you were not supposed to have eaten pork. If you lived here, ribs, all those things, you are not supposed to have eaten. But now, you are in a new dispensation. Somebody say dispensation. Now, under the dispensation of grace, this thing of eat this, don't eat this, do this, don't do that, does not apply here. Somebody say here. So in the new dispensation that we are in, we are in the dispensation of grace. Somebody say grace. Under the dispensation of grace, yours is to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and you shall be what? Saved, and your sins shall be what? Forgiven. Are you following me? Now, there is the next dispensation we, we have not come to. I don't know when it will be. That is the dispensation of the millennial kingdom of Christ. Amen? That is after we go to heaven and the new earth is created. And then now, that is the new dispensation that is yet to come. So, there are seven dispensations Right now, we are here. Somebody say here, grace. Say, I'm in the dispensation of grace. Shall we say, I'm in the dispensation of grace. Yeah, so that is the new dispensation that we are in right now. And I want you to follow me as we move on to the word of God. So under the dispensation of grace, like I said, yours was to believe in the, the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And your sins shall be what? Forgiven. Somebody say forgiven. Now, I want you to know a few things. Now, let's go, me, go with me to the next slide. Now, under the dispensation of the promise, under the dispensation of the promise, there was no law. Now, there is no dispensation of the law. Now, under the, sorry, that was a, an error right there. Under the dispensation of the promise, there was no law. Somebody say there was no law. Now, take that off um, the screen for me. 
Under the dispensation of the promise, there was no law. Somebody say no law. Now, go with me to um, the scripture that we are going to take. And I want you to note something very good. And uh, you shall be blessed. Go with me to the book of Genesis. Genesis. If you would. Genesis chapter 12, verse 10 to 20. I want us to follow. We are going to read some long stretch of verses. I want you to understand. Somebody say understand. In fact, it's interesting, it's exciting, and it will help you. Shall we all read one go? We are going to be reading 10 verses. Some, shall we read one go? Mm hmm mm hmm Mm -hmm. Now, the Bible talks about Abraham. Abraham was living to a new land. And the Bible says that when he was about to enter the land, he told his wife, before we enter Egypt, you need to promise me that you are going to tell the people you are my sister. Somebody say, my sister. So, Abraham told Sarai, tell the people that you are my sister so that things will go well with me for, my, for, and for me for your sake. And my life will be spared because of you. Because Sarai was a beautiful woman. So Abraham was afraid that if he enters Egypt with Sarai, he will be killed and the king would take Sarai as the wife. So Abraham pleaded with his wife and said, now, from now, you are my sister. Somebody say, my sister. Tell your neighbor you are my sister. <laughs> now let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. And when Abraham entered Egypt, the Egyptian saw Sarai was very... Abraham was a prophet. He could see what was going to happen. He knew that because of how beautiful the wife is, he needed to say Sarai was the sister. Are you following me? So, now when they entered Egypt, the Egyptian saw that Sarai was, was very... Exactly as Abraham has predicted. Next verse... words exactly as abraham said they treated abraham well for the sake because of who may god give you someone that will you somebody say hey no not in the sense like this but you didn't make me finish my sentence god can make some you 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 can be treated well just because of the fact that you are connected to another person that's what I'm saying. Are you getting me? Just because of the fact that you are connected to someone, God can make you be favored wherever you go. By the Bible talks about concerning Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin, he spared the life of his brothers. 
The brothers of Joseph wanted to kill him at the time that he was young. But the Bible says when Joseph for many years, after many years, saw his brothers, but the sight of Benjamin made Joseph spare his brothers. Can I pray for you? Because of other people you are connected to, may you be favored wherever you go. Just by the connection you have with other people, may destiny help us come your way. If you are here, shout, I receive that. Abraham was treated well because of another woman. Give me, take me back. Yes. Says, therefore, Pharaoh treated Abraham well for his sake. He acquired, he acquired what? Sheep, oxen, male and female donkeys, male and female servants and camels, all because of Sarai. What are you talking about? Let me tell you, in other words, without Sarai, all these things, Abraham would have never acquired them. Ladies and gentlemen, the earlier you understand it, the better. You cannot just get anywhere without connections, without somebody endorsing you, approving you, connecting you to another. I make a prayer on your behalf. May God connect you to a helper. By their sake, you shall receive everything you desire. If you are here, shout, I receive it. Um, last week I was preaching in Ghana and I was saying in, from the time this Bible was created, anybody that made significant impact in life had a helper. Somebody say a helper. You need someone to endorse you, to approve you, to open a door for you, to put in a word for you even when you are not there. There are many discussions about your destiny that is held in your absence. And when the discussions are being held in your absence, you need someone at the table to mention and say, David is a good man. Give him the job. And Mary is a good woman. Open that door for him. I pray for you. When discussions are being held in your absence, may God release a man, a woman that shall put in the word for you. If you are here, shout, I receive it. Our Messiah Jesus Christ, even Jesus needed endorsement. When Jesus began his ministry, nobody knew him. The only person people knew was John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the one people loved. He was the one people knew. He was the one people had accepted. Nobody knew Jesus because Jesus' background was questionable. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So John the Baptist that had the um, um, love of the people had to stand in front of the people and say, this is the son of God. Hear him. I am not even worthy to unlace his shoes. Just by John the Baptist approving and endorsing Jesus, Jesus' ministry started to gain acceptance. Why? Because another man approved even the Messiah. May you receive divine approval. I said, may you receive divine approval. May you receive divine approval. We always say, I mean, if you are in sales or whatever, you know that word of mouth goes better than even the adverts we do on TV. Somebody recommends this woman. I mean, she's a good woman. Just by word of mouth, your life begins to improve. May God bring you people that will put in a word for you. If you are here, shout I receive that. Now let's go back to the scripture. No, just by the way. So Abraham acquired donkeys and camels and everything because of who? And remember... After, before this, Sarai had been, already been taken. You know that. Take me back. Take me back. Take me back. Pharaoh's princes, that is officials, also saw her and praised her to who? Abraham. 
Pharaoh's princess saw Sarai and said to Pharaoh, there is a big, a good woman here. She's beautiful. And the woman was taking, read it, was, come on, the woman was taking where? Into Pharaoh's where? House. The woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. So the number of years that Abraham, the point I want you to understand, I want you to get back to know what actually Abraham did. The number of years that the Bible says so, Sarai was taken to Pharaoh's house to become a wife. Are you following me? Next verse. Now the Bible says, so Pharaoh treated Abraham, that is so, according to Pharaoh, Abraham is his uh, brother-in-law. So he's treating him well, and Abraham acquired what? Sheep. Hold on. That means that those things were not acquired in a matter of six months or two months or one. It took years. In other words, I don't, I don't even want to say. For two years or more, Sarai lived with who? And Abraham was acquiring properties. <laughs> at the expense <laughs> there are some men they are like Abraham they will exchange for money now, are you guys what I'm saying there are some men they are like that huh? it's an error if right now let me share it to you right now somebody say right now if right now somebody comes and says, I want to give you $10 million. Say $10 million. I want to give you $10 million. $10 million. So leave that man $10 million. Huh? Sarah, Sarah is here. Sarah, will you leave? Yes. She says she will leave. $10 million. Pastor Dan. Pastor Dan, don't say it because it can create. Anyway, let's go on. So, Abraham acquired property at the expense of who? Yes. No, let's best. Let's continue. Let's continue. Elizabeth, is your husband here? Sir, $10 million. <laughs> Anyway, let's go. <laughs> let's read, let's read. But the Lord punished. Now, the Lord punished Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. But the question is, what wrong did Pharaoh do? Did Pharaoh do anything wrong? Why? Because the man lied. Are you getting me? But in as much as the man even lied, God still punished the man and his entire household for the lie of another man. Somebody say mercy. No, I didn't write the Bible. I am telling you what we are reading the Bible ourselves. Are you following me? Yes. Now that was the dispensation of the promise. Somebody say the promise. 
in the dispensation of the promise, life was different. Things were different. Imagine Abraham lies and God still punish another man for the sake of somebody's lies. May God never do that to in your case. Amen? And that was not the first time and the last time Abraham lied. When they moved to another town, Abraham lied again. Abraham lied the first time when they went to Egypt and he lied again when they went to uh, Gerah. Now let's, read, let's continue reading. Verse 18. One go. Next verse. Mm -hmm. So the guy was dismissed from the land from that day because he lied. Now go with me. Verse 20. Uh -huh. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and they escorted him and his way with his wife and everything that he may anything that you lost may God restore it back to you. Anything you lost may Jehovah restore it back to you. If you are here shout I receive it. Now let's go to um, chapter 20. Genesis chapter 20. I See, here in chapter 12, we see what happened. And in chapter 20, the same thing happened. Abraham lied again. And this time around, it was even worse. Why? The reason why, follow me, he could do that and still get away with it was because he was living in a new... It, it was in a different dispensation. Somebody said dispensation. That was the dispensation of what? The promise. Under the dispensation of the promise, can, can you take me back quickly? Under the dispensation of the promise, there was no law. Somebody said there was no law. So we move from dispensation of um, 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 innocence into conscience, into human government, into the promise, uh, and then we come to the dispensation of the law. Before the law came, there was nothing like law. Don't do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. Those things were not there. It came under a, new, a different dispensation. That was when things went bad. No, no, no. You are lost. Take me back. I wanted the dispensations, the seven dispensations in the, in the line. It's okay. Now let's, let's go to Genesis chapter 20 from verse 2. Genesis chapter 20 from verse 2. Now I want us to read again. The first one we read was Genesis chapter 12, right? Now this, this one is Genesis chapter. Now let's read. So Abraham said again. Into his harem is into his palace. Somebody say, Abraham lied again. See, the Bible writers made it very nice. He said again that he's of, his, of Sarah, his wife, that she's my sister. Now, let's, let's, uh -huh. what ha let's hear what happens. He says, God comes to Abraham, um, Abimelech. Abimelech took someone's wife and God comes to him and says, you are a dead man. Say, you are a dead man. Are a dead 
Tell your neighbor, be careful. God does not strike you. <laughs> Let's go. But God came. But God came to Abimelech in a dream during that night and said, Behold, you are because of the woman whom you have taken as your wife, for she is another man's nesbest. Now Abimelech had not yet Now, God, Abraham, Abimelech said to God, will you kill a righteous man and an innocent man because, because I have not done anything wrong? Are you getting me? So God comes to Abimelech and says, I mean, I'm going to kill you because you have taken someone's wife. And God, Abimelech says, no, 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 you can't kill me because I've done nothing wrong. Are you getting me? Now, he says, will you kill a righteous man and an innocent man and a blameless man because of Sarah? Next verse. Did Abraham not tell me she is mine? And her herself said he is mine. That family was a family of liars. And he said, in the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. Are you following me? Now next verse. Then the Lord said to him, in a dream. Yes, I know you did this in the integrity of your heart. For it was therefore in the case of Pharaoh, Pharaoh lived with Sarah for almost four years. But this one there was mercy. Somebody say mercy. Next verse. Now, this is the part, me, it beats my understanding. So now, God tells Abimelech, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will. Now, imagine the prophet lied to you that the woman is my sister. And then now, you, God, you are telling me to return to that liar, for the liar to pray for me. And I will leave. What a scripture. No, are you following me? Somebody say Bible teaches. Are you enjoying the Bible study? So God tells Abraham, Abimelech, you are right. You have not done anything wrong. The guy lied, but still go to him and let him pray for you. No, it's written here. Is it not there? Said, return the man's wife for he is a prophet and he will pray for you and you will leave. But if you do not return her to him, know that you that is dispensation of what? Somebody say promise. Shall we say promise? Shall we say promise? And that the dispensation of the promise, you see, when one of the things I want to put this disclaimer for you to understand is that under this dispensation, there was no law. Somebody said there was no law. There was no don't do this, don't do this, do this and don't do this. Regardless of what Abraham did, God still honored the grace upon his life. 
that he still had the capacity, the grace, and the ability to make a prayer over Abimelech and Abimelech will leave. Are you following me? Are you following me? So, one of the things that I want you to understand, from this dispensation, we came to the dispensation of the law. Somebody say dispensation of the law. That was where the ten commandments and the other four, 513, and, um, the other five, 611 commandments were given. Yeah, thank you. Now, this is what I, was, I wanted. So, we started from innocence, dispensation of innocence when Adam was created, when they sinned during the flood of Noah, during the days of Abraham. All that we are talking about happened here. The, the days of the promise. Are you following me? Now, if now from the days of the promise, we came to the dispensation of the law. That was when the Ten Commandments came. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't covet your neighbor's goods. All those things were given here. And I said to you, there were 600 and how many commandments? 13. Someone say 613. And this is what I'm going to teach you. The main thing I'm going to teach you is this. Now, in the days of the law, if you miss one of the commandments, you have missed all of them. If you make one mistake, out of the 613 laws God gave to the people, if you miss one, you have missed the rest. Now, from there, God realized that people could not keep the law. So he brought what? Grace. Somebody say grace. That is when Jesus came to die. And because Jesus came to die, I mean, all that you needed to do here, this is the dispensation we are all in. Every Christian is now living under this dispensation of grace. From here, all you've got to do for your sins to be forgiven is to believe in Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior and confess your sins and you shall be what? Forgiven. Are you following me? Now let's go back to the slides. So the first thing I want you to know, everything I was doing was just introducing what I'm going to say. Say, I have been saved by grace and mercy from God's judgment. From God's judgment. The first thing you need to know under the dispensation of grace is that you have been saved by grace and mercy from God's judgment. Shout it again. Shout out, I've been saved by grace, by grace and mercy. And mercy. From God's judgment. From God's judgment. Now, in the dispensation of the law, if you made mistakes, you were sometimes even supposed to be killed. The earth will open and things will, um, um, the earth could swallow you. There were so many harsh punishments and judgments during the dispensation of the law. But in the dispensation of grace, the Bible says we have been saved by grace and mercy from God's judgment. Now we are going to go into scripture. I want you to read the Bible for yourself. I always tell you, never accept anything because a pastor told you. Accept it because you read it in the Bible for yourself. Are you hearing me? I said, don't accept something because a pastor told you. Because, I mean, what if it is not written in the Bible? The father's a man of God tells you something does not mean it is final. Are you following me? You must accept it because it is written where? In the Bible. So we are going to read the Bible and you accept it because it is written in the Bible. Now let's go. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 5. How do you read? One go. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Exactly what I told you. Now, I want us to read it loud and clear so that, you see, the reason why I'm teaching you this is so that you shall be assured of your salvation. You know you and I, we are, we are going to heaven. So, we are going to heaven. Shall we read? 
even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. That is what scripture says. The Bible says, by grace, you have been saved from God's judgment. And it is not that if you are not saved, then that is different. But if you are saved, the Bible says you have been delivered from God's word. God's word. That is the understanding of salvation. That is what it means to be saved. When you are saved, you are born again. It's not just because you can pray in tongues. That is not what it is. Being born again does not mean you pray in tongues. Being born again or being saved means you have been delivered from God's judgment. Somebody shout, I've been delivered. And how are you delivered? By grace and mercy. Somebody say grace and mercy. Shout it, say grace and mercy. Shout it, say grace and mercy. Shout it, say grace and mercy. By grace and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. That is the first thing you need to know. Number two, the next thing you need to know is that you were a sinner because, not because you sinned, because Adam sinned. Before you were declared as a sinner, but now say, I am not a sinner. How many of you, see, okay. Say it again, I'm not a sinner. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Shout, I am righteous. Shout it again, I am righteous. Shout it again, I am righteous. Shout it again, I am righteous. Now, this is what it is. You were not a sinner because you sinned, but because of Adam's sin. Likewise, shall we read one go? Not because you did right, but because of what Christ. Are you following me? You are righteous not because you are a perfect man. You are righteous because of what Christ did on the cross for you and I. Are we together? Yes. So you are a sin. You are a sinner not because you sinned, but because of what Adam did. Adam sinned, and everyone else was considered as a sinner. Are you following me? Because of Adam's sin, everyone else was considered as a sinner. And likewise, because of Christ's righteousness or obedience to the cross, everyone was also considered as what? Righteous. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 5, verses 18 to 19. And then we read it. And I want you to understand it perfectly. Romans 5. Romans 5. Verses 18 to 19. Shall we read? No, no, no. Shall we read it one go in agreement? Now the Bible says, so then, through one man's sin, there resulted condemnation for all. Because Adam sinned, everybody was condemned as a sinner. Okay, even so, through one man's act of righteousness, there resulted justification. The word justification means, let me simply put it, righteousness for all men. So, if all you got to do to become justified or to be declared righteous in the dispensation of grace is to believe in Jesus as your Lord 
and personal savior. We were all condemned because Adam sinned. Because you are a seed of Adam, you were considered as a sinner. According to the Bible we are reading now, because of what Christ did, we are all considered as righteous. Can I tell you something that will shock you? The Bible says the Lamb of God that was slain for the, for before the foundation of the earth. Yeah? See, Christ was crucified when 2,000 years ago, isn't it? Christ died over 2,000 years ago. He died for who? For who? You died for who? Christ died for us, for our sins. When were you born? 40 years ago. And when were you born? Just the other day. Even before you were born, Christ's blood was shed. Even for the sin you were yet to commit. Are you following me? His blood was shed to cleanse you for the before even you were born. So all you got to do to become a partaker of what we are talking about is to believe in him as your Lord and personal Savior. And your sins shall be forgiven. Amen? Yes. Now, let's, let's, let's read the scripture. Do you have NLT? Give me the same scripture. Romans 5. 18 to 19 in New Living Translation. Shall we read one go? Now, this is a very simple understanding of what I'm saying. Shall we read it again? One go. Are you understanding? The Bible says Adam's sin brought condemnation for every, to everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness makes all people right in God's and gives them what? And gives them what? Somebody shout, I have eternal life. Shout it, I have eternal life. Shout it, I have eternal life. So the Bible says Christ's one act of righteousness has brought us in, um, has made Everyone have a right standing in God's sight. And this brings me back to my third point, which, me, which I say, Christ became sin so that we shall become righteous. You were a sinner, and so Christ took upon himself. Can I illustrate? Um, um, can I get um, two people here? One person will become Christ, and the other person. Let's assume pastor is Christ. And uh, can I get different bags? here, I want to illustrate something. And let's assume that the Zabulon here is, um, represents you and your sins. Somebody say my sins. Let's say these are all the sins of the Zabulon. Can I get other bags? Yes, Colin, come with them. Yeah, come, come this way. Now, come this way. Pastor Liz, come and hold one. Yeah, hold one. Yeah, hold one here. Now, let's assume this is Christ representing salvation. And this is Elder Zabulon before he came to know Christ. Okay? Now, all that I'm saying was that, it, all that I'm saying here is simple. 
elder Zablon became a sinner not because of his sin. He's termed a sinner because of Adam's sin. Somebody say Adam's sin. Adam's sin and everyone else in the world was considered to become a sinner or called a sinner. Now, these are his sins. Lift it a bit so that everyone can see. These are his sins, even before he got born again. So, when he comes to Christ, he comes into Christ. Now, he, Christ, he has found Christ. When he comes to Christ, what Christ does is to take off his sin. Amen? Christ takes off his sin completely from him. So, now he walks as if he has not what? Do you see any sin with him now? No. Christ takes off his sin as if he has not sinned. So now he is declared righteous. Somebody say righteous. So every one of us, what Christ did on the cross is that once he was sacrificed on the cross, if you run to him, he takes off your sin. Say so he takes off my sin. Now after taking off your sin, it doesn't mean you are a perfect man and you will not sin again because you are human. So what Christ, now you are going to walk with him. What Christ does, now, you are going to walk with him to different, when you get here, you pick these sins and you pick that. So anytime he picked the sin, you are walking with him. Anytime he picks the sin, you take away from him. So what happens is, he is born again, but still, he's human. Somebody say human. So he will make a mistake. Now he, no, no, pick it, take it, take it slow. He picks the sin, he commits the sin, and he's going. But because he's still in Christ, what the blood does is the blood takes off away the sin. So at every stage in his life, as long as he's in Christ, he walks as if he has no sin. Why? Because the blood still speaks for him. So he continues moving and still makes a mistake. Guess what? Christ still takes away. Are you getting me? So he walks as if he has no sin. Not because he's perfect, but because Christ takes away the sin. Put your hands together for Jesus. So that is the illustration. You see, that is why being saved is one of the best things that can happen to anyone. It's the best thing that can happen to anyone. Why? Because you are constantly being cleansed by the blood that was shed 2,000 years ago. And that is why when some of us, we have been saved and we, we know the price Christ has paid for you, when you are sacrificing things to God, you give your all. Are you getting my point? You give your all because Christ took away your sin and made you righteous. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 21. Now, stand there in a minute. Give me the scripture. Shall we read one go? Hold it there, hold it there. Again, he made Christ who knew no sin to be judicially sin on our behalf so that in him we will become what? You don't become righteousness of God out of Christ. You become righteousness in God, in Christ. See, if you, hold on, where are you? Now, all these sins were supposed to be for this man. But, now, because he connected to him, he took away all the sin. So, in Christ, he's termed as righteous. Are you following it? As long as he stays in Christ, he's declared what? Righteous. Somebody say righteous. Say righteous. Shout it. Say righteous. 
Yes, yeah, say he made Christ who knew no sin to be judicially sin on our behalf, so that in him we will become the righteousness of God. That is, that we may be made acceptable to him. In fact, with all these sins on elder, God will give him nothing. Are you getting me? Imagine somebody coming to you with all these sins. God will give him nothing, but because he is in Christ, he appears before God. Let's assume I'm God. He appears before God like this as if he has nothing. So he qualifies for a job. He qualifies for favor. He qualifies for good marriage. Not because he's right. Because of Christ. What Christ has done. Let me tell you. Let me take this from me. Haven't you seen very, very good people suffering in life? Morally right people suffering in life. They are morally right, but they are still suffering. Not because, because you don't get things in the kingdom because you are morally sound. You get things in the kingdom because Jesus Christ chooses to give you. God chooses to bless you not because of the fact that of your moral standards, because of the fact that you are saved and by his mercies and grace he blesses you. Are you following me? Are you following me? Let me give you a scenario. I know somebody who is 38 years of age, a virgin, say a virgin, ah, it's still possible. Not married, struck, believing God for a husband, and still suffering. Somebody say mercy. And I know someone who is 38 years of age, had had five abortions, married with two children. So, if you put these two people on a scale, how would you rate this person who has been clean and pure for 38 years of her life and still not married, believing God for a husband? And this other sister, Mary, who is very bad, done all the things you can do, is married with two children. The point is this. Take it from me. You don't get things in the kingdom just because you deserve it. You get things by the mercies and the grace of God. It is just an act of grace. Because if you look at your life very well, some of the things you have received, you don't deserve it. But God still, regardless of your stupidity, your carelessness, God still blesses you. What does it mean? What that it means is that God chooses to bless you by his grace and mercy. So, that is why the Bible says, what do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why are you acting as if you did not receive it? Everything you own, you have, you have been, it is just by grace. Think about it. You can wake up, I mean, wake up from um, um, morning, wake up one morning, and all of a sudden you appear in the hospital and the doctor tells you, you have got cancer. And you are going to die. And guess what? You, have, you were living good, you, everything was okay, you were eating right, but strangely, a strange disease can afflict you and you don't know how to turn. But somehow, somebody say somehow, some of you, you are worse than the devil himself, but still, God still keeps you, preserves you, protects you, blesses you. Why? Because of his mercies. His undeserved favor. Somebody say undeserved favor. And that is why we call it that we are in a dispensation of grace. Somebody say grace. In that his grace is unmerited favor. Favor you didn't merit. Favor you didn't deserve. God chooses to grant it unto you. So when God blesses you by his grace and mercy, you have got every reason to thank him. 
to honor him. And that is why he fights people when people become proud and arrogant. Why? Because in your pride and arrogance, you are trying to tell God, it is not about him, it's all about you. But everything we are is all about him and nothing about us. It's about God. Somebody says it's about God. Yes, if you condition your mind that way, that you are who you are, where you are, by the mercies and the grace of God, you come to the house of God with a pure heart and tell him, you know what, Father, everything I am, I just give it back to you. I honor you for my life. I honor you for my family. I honor you for my job. I honor you for my ministry. I honor you for what you have done in my life. That is why if anyone that knows me will tell you, I don't care about possessions at all. Why? Because I believe if you can take everything I own and I have Christ, I can get it ten times back. Why? Because he is the one that gives. I met somebody yesterday. He was telling me, Prof, do you know that ten years ago that people did not have, certain people that are not, did not have what they have now. But in the past ten years, people have become billionaires. Um, Joan, how many billionaires did you say we have in this country? Billionaires, say 4,600 billionaires in this city. In huh? dollar billionaires. Okay, dollar millionaires, sorry. Six, 4,600 dollar millionaires are in Kenya. The question is, are you one of them? Ten years ago, there were only less than 500. But after 10 years, over 4,000 people have become dollar millionaires. Not because of anything. It is God that makes men. And my prayer for you, in the next five years, the same God that made others shall make you. He, saw, he told Peter, follow me and I will make you. In, and that make there is a Greek word which signifies I will process you. Somebody say process. The same way you put a raw material in a machine, uh, in a manufacturing machine, and it comes out as a processed um, 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 something. You, you put cocoa in, in the machine that makes chocolate, and it comes out as chocolate. Yeah? It goes through a process. Somebody say process. Jesus says, when you follow me, I will process you from this raw material, this raw Mary you are, into a finished Mary. That that finished Mary, he says, no, I have seen. No ear has heard, no mind has ever perceived what I will do with your life. And I pray for you this morning that may Jehovah process you by his grace and mercy. May he process you to become what he has ordained you to be. May the Lord process you into becoming a great man, a great woman, into becoming that finished product that he has purposed you to be. If you are here, shout, I receive that. God can process you by his grace and by his what? Mercy. Somebody shout mercy. Shout, say mercy. Shout, shout mercy. Yes. And when you get to a point in God and you come to a place and you know and you know that you are where you are by the grace of God. When it is ready for you to honor him, you honor him fully. You are where you are, not by your strength, not by your mind. By Somebody say, I am where I am. By the grace of God. I do the things I do. By his grace. Yes. When you come to that point of realizing. It is just by grace. Life becomes easy. I pray for you. That from today pride will disappear from your heart. 
that you know that God just sustains you because of his grace. And he favors you because of his grace. He loves you because of his grace. Everything that he does in your life is just by grace. And may that same grace begin to speak for you. I said, may that same grace begin to speak for you. May that same grace begin to speak for you. What you don't deserve, what you do not qualify, may grace make it available in your life in the name of Jesus. When you take a man called um, 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 Solomon, somebody shout Solomon. See, how many of you know Solomon's mother? Solomon's mother was Bathsheba. How many of you know Bathsheba? Bathsheba was the wife David took. Yeah, when David impregnated Bathsheba, Bathsheba got pregnant with a child. And the Bible says when the child was born, the child died after a few days. David fasted and prayed. Bathsheba fasted and prayed. But still, the child still Regardless of the fasting, the child still died. Follow me and follow closely. The next born was Solomon. When God was going to choose a king in Israel, that one beats my understanding. God, David had seven wives before Bathsheba. Why didn't God choose the other sons that came from the legitimate wives, but an illegitimate son, Solomon, to become the next king in Israel? That is what we call grace. That you don't deserve it, but God still chooses you any way. You don't qualify for it, but God still chooses you any way. You are not the one that is... David had Absalom. Absalom was called the most beautiful man in Israel. Absalom was more than handsome. He was so beautiful to an extent that he could slay and finish all his father's wives and concubines at the top of the roof in the sight of Israel. Absalom was so smart and intelligent that he could literally convince Ahithophel, the most wisest man in Israel, to connect with him. Absalom was so smart and intelligent, he literally won the hearts of many of the people in Israel whilst his father was still king. But guess what? Regardless of his smartness and intelligence and skill, God still did not choose him as the king of Israel. Why? Because kingship is not done by merit it is by grace people don't rise by merit by skill by education people rise by grace it doesn't matter your cv your education when god says you are not going you are not going it doesn't matter what you have and do not have solomon was the son of an illegitimate woman but still guess what god still chose him as the next king of israel i don't know what you have or do not have I pray today, may grace begin to find you. I said, may grace begin to find you. 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 In the name of Jesus, the unmerited favor of God. May it come upon your life. The unmerited favor of God. May God release it upon your life. Every favor you need in any office, in any place may god release it unto you may god release it unto you let grace abound in your life in the mighty name of jesus let's be upstanding let's be upstanding somebody shout grace 
When grace speaks, what you don't deserve come to you, not because you qualify for it, but because you, you just, God just chooses to give it to you. Thank you, gentlemen, you can sit down. Somebody shout grace. Shout it, say grace. Shout it, say grace. You see, Solomon saw where he was coming from. He saw that his father messed up, his mother messed up, and he became a king as a result of grace. Besides Absalom, there was Adonijah. Somebody say Adonijah. In fact, Adonijah actually enthroned himself as king before even the father died. And Adonijah said, I will kill Solomon. And after I kill Solomon, I will kill the mother. And after I kill the mother, I go and kill Nathan, the prophet. The guy was the one that everybody knew apart from Absalom would become king. But guess what? God still disregarded Adonijah. Can I pray for you? There may be better people ahead of you. But God will honor you. Amen. There may be more qualified people ahead of you. Yes. But God will still honor you. Amen. As a result of grace. Amen. See why Solomon could sacrifice a thousand burnt offerings unto God. You know why? Because he saw his elder brother die. He heard the story of that his elder brother was born and his elder brother died. And he knew that there were other men ahead of him. Adonijah, Absalom, Abnom, all the sons of David, the legitimate sons were there. But God still chose him. I pray for you. I receive. Regardless of your mess, may you be the one God will choose. I receive. May favor abound unto you. I receive. May great grace abound unto you. I receive. What you don't deserve, may it speak on your behalf. I receive. In the mighty name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. I want you to pray two prayers as we go. The Father, if grace could qualify Solomon, Father, qualify me for what I do not qualify for. Favor me in places I don't deserve. If grace spoke over a man who didn't even deserve, whose parents were illegitimate and illegal, let grace speak for me. 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 Let grace speak for you. Let grace be for me. Let grace be for me. Speak unto God. Speak unto the Lord. Speak unto the Lord. Speak unto the Lord. Speak Oh, 
you have and do not have. It is God that makes men. It is by his grace. My friend, when God can choose to make you. I'm telling you, I heard stories of men who were nobodies, but had become somebody. I've heard stories of men who never thought they could make it, but God praised the way for them and brought them to the top. I want you to know that God can make you. It's not about what you have or do not have. God can make you. He is the makers of man. Imagine if Jesus could rise up from the manger and become the savior of the world. He didn't even have clothes. But he rose up from the manger. Tell the Lord, Father, make me. Jesus said to his disciples, follow me and I will make you. I will process you to becoming man. Talk to God right now. Father make me, Father make me, Father make me, Father make me, make me lift up your voice, process me into becoming that which you want me to be. Rapalia Bato Sate, Hey Maria Cato Sabara, Rapapala Bajuat, Alele Catonia, Father Mecasolor, Father Mecasolor, Father Mecasolor, Mecasolor, Father Mecasolor, Father Mecasolor, Lebra da Bashala Brataba, Rapapado Sata, Father Mecas. Rabba Bala Brasha 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 Rabba Bala Brasha
last prayer we still have some time my father once taught me something he said to me money does not go anywhere money changes hands somebody say money changes hands money changes hands yeah his yoka was here on fr- last week friday he used to own an airline in this country he was here last week two weeks uh, uh, during the kesha he used to own an airline in this country not that he used to operate own it he doesn't own it anymore. Someone else owns the same airline he owns. Why? Because something shifted in the spirit. You are making a prayer that may things shift in the spirit in your favor. In the name of Jesus. I receive. Oh my God. Things can shift in your favor. You are a nobody. You can become some within a matter of days. He owns an airline. He doesn't own it anymore. Somebody owns it. Most, apart from many few people that buy cars, zero mileage. Most of the cars people buy was owned by others. In fact, the jets, only a few people can buy a jet clean and new from um, 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 from yeah, from the manufacturer. From the factory. Or oh, many jets you buy were owned by others. The person used to have it. My Mudos used to have jets. Not one, two, and three. He used to have jets. He doesn't have it anymore. Private jets. Why? Because something shifted in the spirit. In the same way we pray, Father, shift things for us. Lord, shift things for us. Shift things for us. Somebody sent me a testimony this morning. I prayed for her in JCC last year. And that I said, she was going to rise in prominence. And she says that at that time, she used to live in Roy Sambo in a very small room. Now she's the general manager. Within less than a year, she's the general manager of one of, this big, one of the biggest insurance companies in this country. She's acquired her own house. Why? Because grace has shifted. Amen. You are lifting up your voice. Yes. Father, shift things on my favor. Yes. Shift things in my favor. Yes. Last prayer, lift up your voice. Tell the Lord, Father, shift things. 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 Shift things in my favor. I hear God raising millionaires in this church. I receive. 
not in, in shillings but in dollars. Amen. The four thousand six hundred dollar millionaires in this nation, we declare. Yes. We add ourselves to it and receive in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I see a shift of wealth. I receive. May things shift in your favor. I receive. A shift of positions. Ay, 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 ay. A shift of positions. I receive. Can I prophesy something? Prophesy. Before this year ends. Yes. People here. Yes. Are going to get mega positions in this nation. I received. Did you hear what I said? Yes. I said before 31st December. Professor. I know what I'm talking about. Yes. People are going to get some senior yeah. makeup public positions. Yeah. You may not deserve it, but God make it happen. God will 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 make it happen. Shift it out. Gentleman, I'm glad you pray for gentleman from Kisi called Job. Is Job here? From Kisi? You are from Kisi? You are originally from Kisi? Job, come here. I want to pray for you. Let me ask you do you have desire to, to build a church for God? Huh? You have a desire? I'm going to pray for you and I'll give you 24 months from today. God will prosper you. Amen. And favor you. Amen. Unusual doors shall open for you. Amen. Amen. As you desire to build a house for God. Amen. May grace be multiplied Amen. upon your life. Amen. May grace be multiplied upon your life. Amen. May grace be multiplied upon your life. Amen. May grace be multiplied upon your life. Every grace you need. Yes. Every finances you need. Yes. May God make it happen. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus. Say yes, the Lord. He is delivering you from the altars of your father's house. Amen. What when men rise and they go down in your father's house? Yes. You you shall not rise and go down. Yes. You shall rise and continue to rise. Amen. 
And every attack on your health is permanently broken. Break. You are entering a new season of your life. Yes. Receive it. 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 Yes. Receive in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Job. God will favor you. Amen. God will favor you. Amen. Let me ask you. Are you married? You're married. May God favor you and your entire household. Amen. Every stronghold from your father's house shall not restrain you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's done. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Sit down. Sit down. Are you blessed you came to church? Yes. My time is up. We need to go and close. I've got only 30 minutes holding. And the 30 minutes includes every other thing else. Are you blessed you came to the house of God? Yes. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Now, the second service, I'm going to be teaching on the different types of delay and how to come out of them. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be prophetic. It's going to be energetic and lively. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to release you so that those that are coming for the second service can come. Are you blessed you came to the house of the yes. Lord? Lift up your hands unto Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you for your people. Yes, Lord. May grace shift things yes. in their favor. Yes, Lord. Father, as you have re revealed that you are going to elevate people in this house. Yes, Lord. Elevate them beyond the understanding of men. Yes, Lord. Let it be said a year by now. Yes, Lord. They are the billionaires in this nation. Yes, Lord. Let members and people that are connected to this ministry. Yes, Lord. Be raised as the people that matter in this society. Yes, Lord. I declare a shift in your favor. Yes. A shift in your favor. A shift. A shift in your favor. A shift. A shift in your favor. A shift. In the name of Jesus, may heaven remember you. Yes. May doors shift in your favor. Yes. Wherever you need favor, unmerited favor, may it be granted unto you. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. We declare it down and everyone shouted amen. Amen. Somebody shout, I have shifted. I have shifted. Shouted, I have shifted. I have shifted. This is what I want you to do. Within the next few weeks, start imagining yourself where you want to be. Amen. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Start what? Imagining yourself where you want to be. If you want to own, I mean, this building, start imagining that you own it. If you want to buy a jet, start imagining that you own a jet. Whatever it is you want to see, start seeing yourself. For the Bible says God will do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or imagine. I see your imaginations manifesting. I receive. Oh my God. I see your imaginations manifesting. I receive. I see your imaginations manifesting. I receive. How many of you saw my picture on my status? You saw it? I said, your imaginations will manifest. Amen. Where's Brian? Where's Brian? Are you ready for the money for the fuel? He says you buy, you pay for the fuel for my jets. He will say, he said, you pay for the fuel of my jet. The jet will come soon. Amen. May God, may your imaginations manifest. Amen. Yes. Oh, it is coming. Start your name and say, it's coming. It's coming. May God manifest whatever you see. Amen. You are not remaining like this. Yes. The best part of you is yet to come. Amen. Shout, I receive. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Now, those of you that are um, coming forward, your tights come tightest, come forward. Let me pray for you before we close. You can be seated, please. Tightest, come forward. If you have honored, 
Your tithe is released. Your tithe come. Let me pray for you. Tithe is one tenth of your income. As you honor the Lord with your tithe, may he honor you by opening the windows of heavens unto you and may he pour a blessing over your life. Church, let's pray for them. Father, I thank you for these lives. Yes. As they have honored you with their tithes, may you honor them in your word that says you open the windows of heavens unto them yes. and pour out a blessing that they will not have room to contain. Yes. May that word be fulfilled in their lives. Yes. In Jesus' matchless name, may the heavens open unto you. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anyone fellowshipping with us for the very first time? Any first time I hear? Raise your hand. Untruth is your first time. Come on, let's appreciate Untruth and your friend. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. I didn't know you. What's your name? Hilda. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Wonderful people. Come on, let's appreciate them. Anyone who else? Who is your first time here? Any first timer? Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Every first time after service, I just want to have a short word with you. Amen. Just sit here. I want to have a short word with you and the evangelism team will have a short word with you and refresh you before you go. Amen. Amen. Yes. All first timers, please don't be in a hurry to go. And if you are here, maybe you are not saved. You want to get saved. You want to get born again. Raise your hand. Let me pray with you. You want to get saved. You want to get born again. You feel this salvation thing we are talking about. You want to connect with it. If you are even watching online, those of you watching online, you are part of it. Just raise your hand if you want to get saved. Church, let's be upstanding quickly. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding as we close. I want to release you. Now, coming Friday, somebody say Friday. What is happening? Friday is what? A prophetic Kesha. It's a prophetic Kesha. This Friday is our prophetic Kesha. So please prepare your heart and your mind and come. Let's pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Friday is our prophetic Kesha. The time is 9 p.m. Let's be here on time and Jehovah God will bless you. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Amen. Yes. If you are here, you are not saved. You want to get saved. You want to get born again. Let me pray with you. Say this word after me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today, today I accept you. I accept you as my Lord. As my Lord and personal Savior. And personal Savior. Lord, Lord, come and live in my heart. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord and the Master of my life. Be the Lord and Master Help of my life. Help me to live for you. Help me to live all for the you. days of my life. All the days of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's make our yearly declarations. Shall we go? One go. In the name of Jesus, I am fulfilling my purpose. In the name of Jesus. I have ownership of properties. In the name of Jesus, I am taking my rightful position in career, business, church, and community. In the name of Jesus, I am attaining perfection in every aspect of my life. In the name of Jesus, I am demonstrating and working in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, the Lord has connected me to the right partner in every aspect of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. See the declarations two, three weeks ago, Dorothy gave a testimony. Dorothy, yeah? Doreen, yeah. Doreen gave a testimony of how God has made her acquire her own property. We've been declaring this at the beginning of the year. It's four months down the line. People are acquiring properties. May you acquire your own. I receive. She says she has acquired property. She has now also finished her degree. Her sister has gotten a position in the U.S. Army. U.S. Navy. Alright? I mean, God is favoring people. As we declare it, don't just declare it in passion, declare it with understanding. Amen? Amen. 
Yes, people are getting international visas. I've told you people are getting visas. This morning, um, um, I saw another testimony from Damaris that the son has also gotten. Where's Damaris? Oh, she's serving. Her son has also gotten Canadian visa. See, people are getting, almost 10 people have received Canadian visa. 10 years. 10 years Canadian visa. God is favoring people. Amen. If you are here, there is a grace under this, on, under this place. Damaris, your son got a visa. 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. When, you read the, when they read the grace news, a certain woman was giving a testimony. The, 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 um, a certain guy had been refused visa four times. Four, son has been refused visa four times. But after prayer, he's now gotten not visa, resident permit Amen. to work. There is an anointing here that works. Amen. An anointing here that works. Amen. Somebody told me, he said, man of God, if there is anything I fear, is the grace that is in Grace Arena. God is lifting people. Amen. There's a testimony I wanted to share. It's so big, so I can't share it. There are some testimonies when you share, people get jealous. It's so big. I mean, it's so big. I mean, you, you see what God is doing here, and you begin to wonder. Strange things are happening. Shout, I am next in line for a testimony. I'm next in line for a miracle. You are next in line. You are next in line. And God is about to do mega things in your life. Amen. All your children will get more visas. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now let's go. Let's take our, uh, um, um, let's share the grace as we go. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now. And forevermore. Amen.